This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by Infor, a provider of cloud and on-premises software suites for business. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. Warehouses that have been trying to get by with old-school manual systems and processes just can't hack it anymore. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief, Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Demands for rapid, efficient, and reliable delivery of orders are forcing retailers and distributors to up their game, especially within the warehouse. But for the most part, they can't do it without technology that automates manual tasks. So what is it that businesses really need today to do the job? Today, we get a virtual laundry list from Jerry Beeston, Senior Product Manager with Infor WMS, or Warehouse Management System. He discusses both the pain points and the cures. We'll talk about what's needed to link multiple disparate systems so that data flows smoothly and enables the use of critical analytics. We'll take a peek at possible future enhancements to existing systems. And we'll ask the question, why aren't more warehouses automating right now? Here's my conversation with Jerry Beeston. Jerry Beeston, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Jerry, based on all the pain points that we know that supply chains have been experiencing in the last couple of years, talk a little bit about the major trends that you see in supply chain right now in response to those pain points. Well, the first one I see, and this is really big for a lot of companies, is supply chain convergence. The word convergence means a lot to a lot of people, but for me, it means pulling all the applications that are in the supply chain together and making the data visibility across all of them. And what that would include would be your ERP systems, your distributed order management systems, your warehouse management systems, transportation management systems, and yard management systems, making those all digital, combining all the data, and enabling analytics. Well, the implications of what you just said are kind of shocking to me because, in fact, the companies for all these years have had all these applications or have a number of them. Basically, you're saying that they haven't been talking to one another, that data doesn't flow across all those apps. Is that indeed the, the, the problem? That is true. The integration between all those products is not went across the entire marketplace the way the customers want it. They mm-hmm. want to be able to grab data across all those systems through integration and be able to use that data for artificial intelligence, machine learning, and just KPIs, to be honest with you. So much for all the talk over the years of bolt-on applications to ERP, right? Enterprise resource planning. It just made it sound like, oh, no problem. You just bolt it right on and everything flows smoothly. Certainly not the case, I guess, up to this point. That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good one. Supply chain converges. What else do you have in mind? Right now, focusing on driver retention and employee retention, the reason why I mentioned driver retention, there's a shortage of labor all around the world, and it's very key in transportation right now. So just retention of employees, people are not, after COVID, 
and going back to work. So retaining what you have is very important to keep your supply chain moving. And I, I guess not just drivers, right? Also warehouse workers. Uh, warehouse workers is a big part of it. I mean, every industry has a shortage of workers right now. Warehouse is agnostic to industry. So in retail and healthcare and distribution, there's a shortage all over the place. And the warehouse is trying to retain everybody. They're trying to make onboarding as fast as possible. And they're also trying to make their UI, their user experience as easy as it possibly can and make it look like mobile devices so everybody would be very comfortable. Well, that cries out for some aspect of technology, which might lead to your next trend. Tell me about that. Digitalization. Taking all the data that is captured in your systems and capturing it. Every single transaction needs to be captured and logged and archived so you can use it for machine learning, artificial intelligence. The idea there is either scan it, you collect the data, your UI is collecting data. Everything ends up being able to be accessed by all your users, especially your management teams, so they can get KPIs that are proactive, not historical in nature, and they can bring that information back to their production to reduce costs and higher efficiencies. Which, of course, ties right back to the idea of supply chain convergence, because you want that digitized data to be able to flow once again across all those applications, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's not siloed in one application. It's actually collaboration between all the different software systems, yes. Okay, what else you got? Focus on return management. COVID did a lot. I mean, COVID changed the consumer from brick and mortar to a drastic increase in e-commerce. And in doing that, people had skew proliferation across all their product categories. And with that came more returns. People weren't trying things on, so they were ordering, sometimes ordering the same product in two different sizes, knowing that one would be returned, taking a gamble on whether they would like it or not. But returns has dramatically increased. So now returns processing has to be included in your warehouse management system, and it has to be easy. It has to be able to return the product, identify the product, see if you can put it back into stock, or whether you have a different reason code as to throwing, taking it out of stock. But you want to make that as seamless and as effective as you can, and you need to reduce costs. So returns management is a key trend in supply chain. It's going to stay that way because e-commerce is going to continue to grow through the next five to 10 years, or is forecasted to do so. Okay. Well, this takes us right into the four walls of the warehouse, which is the main focus of our topic, the topic of our conversation today. Can we talk about the application of WMS, of warehouse management systems? What is the state of WMS today? What exactly does a standard WMS do for a warehouse? So I'll answer that in two parts. First, warehouse management is very hot right now. The market size is expected to go from 2.94 2.94 billion in 21 to an annual growth of 16.1 through 2030. So, warehouse management is expanding and the software systems are expanding as well. If you look at the traditional current WMS system, you're going to find these key functional areas, and I'll, I'll go quickly. But in your inbound processing, you'll find appointment and doc scheduling, you'll find ASPO and blind receiving, QA sampling your strategic base put away, your directed put away, cross-docking flow through, no longer paper, you're all, all doing radio frequency or voice uh, scanning. In inventory management, it's a must-have to be real-time in your inventory by item, by LPN and location. You have to have capture attributes, the ability to do best before dates, perishable dates, 
manufacturer date serialization. Cycle counting is a must. Uh, location item slotting is a must. And kitting and de-kitting is being asked for more and more. In replenishment and picking, you have to have task interleaving. You have to have min-max replenishment. You have to have the ability to cartonize your outbound orders. Probably about 14 or 15 pick types are in your basic WMS system now. They've grown over time, but batch picking, cluster picking, order picking, zone picking, wave picking, and obviously voice picking. Voice now is in almost every system supported, and it's supported across all processes. In your shipping side, you'll find radio frequency and conveyor loading. You always have electronic manifests. You always have electronic e-commerce packing, and you have e-signatures. You're usually connected to a small parcel company, and you have LTL and full truckload as well as QA sampling. That Mm -hmm. is a lot of functionality. You're saying that is basically a WMS, a a standard WMS package as it exists today? That is a standard package with its core functionality. have not even talked about advanced functionality yet for the current situation. Let's talk about advanced uh, features and advanced functionality. What might some of that be? So your top tier basic WMS systems, and what I mean basic, is your top 10 competitors out there today will be offering these advanced functionalities as part of their package. And that would include labor management, which is labor standards and planning, 3PL management, the ability to track inventory by owner, have visibility by owner, and do invoicing and billing a 3D rendition of the entire warehouse showing all of your putaways, your picks, your replenishments, your travel paths, your obstacles, all of that has to come. Embedded analytics now is a normal thing. So being able to generate KPIs, dashboards, all embedded in the software and to be able to feed that information into your machine learning and your artificial intelligence. MHE, material handling equipment, there is now a norm out there to have REST APIs and be able to have an on-premise connection between your WMS and your MHE, whether it be sorters, conveyors, ASRS systems, drones, robots. So they're now using REST APIs, which is a lot faster connection. And big data, the ability to capture all that data and archive it and use it to increase your productivity in a warehouse has become a norm. What is the profile of a warehouse that is more likely to take advantage of these advanced features as opposed to just the standard package that you described earlier? It's not about size. You can have these advanced features in any size warehouse, but it all depends on what kind of merchandise mix they have and how that lines up to automation or how that lines up to your receiving standards. Are you doing pallet receiving? Are you doing case receiving? Um, Are you doing each receiving? And what are you picking? Are you picking a pallet load, case, or each, or all three? So the answer is not as easy as just saying one solution fits all or one solution fits a certain industry. You have to look at your customer's merchandise mix, look at their warehouse, and then look at what's going to be used inside their warehouse. I can tell you that, like labor management, it's included in the packages, but it's not always used by every customer. Okay, Same is mm-hmm. true of 3PL. 3PL was not used by most retailers, but now a lot of retail companies have reached out to 3PL to assist them in their supply chain, and now the solution that they're looking for includes 3PL. So it's all dependent on the customer. 
Is it the case with so many software packages that you might buy a system and yet not turn on all the functions all at once? You might activate them as you need them or as you go in order to while you become used to the to the whole system. That's true. No, that's very true. The advanced functionality is embedded in the software, but it's not turned on unless you uh, do the proper configuration to turn it on. So it can lay dormant, and your company can actually grow into that functionality, and then you can turn it on through configuration. Well, all of the functions that you just described to me, both basic and advanced, make a very compelling case for having these systems in place. I mean, how else would you meet the demands of today? E-commerce, of labor shortages, of all the pain points that we know we're experiencing right now. And yet, a substantial part number of warehouses in this country have yet to even adopt a standard WMS. What's going on there? What's holding them back? And might that change pretty soon based on the need for doing this. Well, that's funny. Back in the uh, year 2000, when I was in this business, I ran across numbers that said 60% of all companies around the world did not have a warehouse management system. It means they were still using people to remember where things were stored. They weren't using a locator system. Now in 2022, that percentage is still relatively high, probably between 30 and 40% of the companies. But those 30 or 40% are now in a more competitive marketplace, and they're being driven to tighten their supply chain, use their space with more productivity and more efficiency. The accuracy of the outbound shipments has to be perfect. The delivery time needs to be same day, next day, or today. Mm -hmm. So things have changed. So people are being driven to not only warehouse management systems, but with the labor shortage out there and the supply shortage, they're also being driven to automation. So... The economic conditions has forced them to look at WMS now more than ever. Once again, not a function necessarily a warehouse size. Even smaller warehouses have the same needs, obviously. Yeah, if you want to be competitive, it doesn't matter the size. You need to be agile and have redundant tasks that people can come to work and be able to do very easily. You need to be able to onboard quickly, and all that means you're going to need to look at a warehouse management system. you got to wonder if in past years maybe warehouses would say, well, we don't know if we can afford an investment like this at this time. And now I wonder if they're faced with the fact that they can't afford not to, <laughs> that it's an absolutely essential element of a modern-day warehouse or soon to be, right? Oh, yeah, correct. They have to look at it. The pricing is variable based on the number of users that use the software system. So if you're running a, a million square foot facility with 500 users, that's one price. But if you're in a smaller facility uh, with no, uh, less users, the price comes down dramatically. And their ROI can be within a year or two. So what are some new features and functions that we might see in warehouse management systems in 2023 and beyond? I mentioned artificial intelligence and machine learning, but that's still a trend that's coming mm -hmm. on. You're going to get more of that because people, when they digitize their facility and all that data is becoming to them, there's going to be more algorithms put in there, more learning that they can drive back into their processes in the warehouse. Beyond that, there's also automation as a service. Um, what we're seeing is people are choosing to put automation in in a timely fashion and not always have it running. Um, automation is expensive, but you can put automation in for peak season and then rent it and then turn it off. So people are scaling up and scaling down now. It's like almost pop-up situation where they pop up a warehouse, they put automation in, and then they pull it back down, waiting for the next year's seasonality. Mm -hmm. Mobility. 
mobility is giant right now. In 2000, you would never have thought of putting a cell phone in the warehouse. The device had to be rugged. You had to be able to drop it from 20 feet and still survive. Hmm. Now, the radio frequency guns are moving towards the same thing as the cell phone technology. Everything's browser-based. The UI has to look uh, modern for the new generation of employees going out there. They want to be able to see pictures of all of the products. Mobility is coming at us, and it's coming at us fast. Another trend is augmented reality, the ability to wear glasses and be able to not only see pictures of what you're picking, but highlight the location and actually have your picks and your replenishments given to you instead of and freeing up your hands so you can pick at the whole, at the, with both hands at the same time. No devices in your on your wrists or anything. It's all right in your eyesight. So that's moving towards us. Drones. Um, not thinking much about drones yet. It's coming, but there's some problems with the drones and the fact that you have warehouses that has three deep locations. The drones can only see so far. And RFID tags haven't moved into the warehouse industry as far as I'd like them to. So drones is still something in the future. I'm thinking it's going to come, but not right away. Autonomous vehicles, forklifts that drive themselves are there already, but you're going to see more and more of them. The ability to talk machine to machine learning so or integration. So the forklift is being driving freight to an ASRS system, and there's no human being involved in either one of them. They're actually sharing tasks back and forth by themselves. That's here, but it's still growing. So those are the things I'm seeing right now. So there are no particular issues in terms of integrating the software of a WMS with the hardware that you're talking about here, with wearables, with robotics, with autonomous mobile robots, with all that stuff coming down the pike, the equipment. That is not an issue, integrating that into the system so that the information that's generated by those or instructions going one way in data coming back, all that plays nicely together? It places nicely together. Companies have switched from HTML5 to REST APIs. We're doing that in our company. We have a library of hundreds of REST APIs now. The reason was speed, speed of information transfer. And for any complex warehouse, any one of the providers in WMS will put either a warehouse control system in or an agent in that will ensure that the communication between the hardware and the software is fast. And when I mean fast, in the warehouse, that means sub-second or one second, but it doesn't mean five or ten seconds because that would be way too long. Jerry, what role is Infor and Infor WMS playing in this market that we've been talking about? What are you guys up to, and how are you helping your own customer base get through these challenges that we also discussed? So Infor is a global supplier of software, and for the WMS, we have been in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for four years consecutively now, and we're top tier or ranked top tier in terms of our capabilities. So all the core capabilities we spoke about earlier today are in our software system. One of the differences between Infor and some of our competitors, but not all, is that we provide a unified solution. So all the core capabilities, the advanced functionality like labor management, 3PL management, voice processing, 
3D rendition of the warehouse. That's all included in our base product on one database. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is we have two types of deployment. We deploy still on-premise and we deploy in the cloud. When we employ in the cloud, it's multi-tenant. It is run on Amazon Web Services. We have zero downtime and you're upgraded every month. So you're always on the current version. You're never behind on versions. That's very important. So Mm -hmm. we push our enhancements out monthly. And if there's anything that is going to disrupt your business, that functionality is turned off so you can test it. If it's basically behind the scenes, we send it out turned on. Like I said, monthly, we do updates. We accumulate those monthly updates and we every year put them on our on-premise product so that our on-premise customers, which we will clearly continue to support in the WMS space and send out new versions, are updated once a year. So the code base once a year gets back to being exactly the same in terms of features and functions. Over the years, it seems like WMS was a little slow in moving to the cloud vis-a-vis other types of applications, but certainly not an issue anymore, it sounds like. Absolutely, the probably the last software to move to the cloud because of response time. People were concerned about speed. So anybody that had a lot of automation in their warehouse was concerned that the cloud communication would be too slow for automation. That has been solved. They also were originally worried about security and scalability. Well, the cloud has no problem with scalability and security at all. And the speed of transmission now with WCSs and agents on-premise has been found not to be a problem as well. So now cloud is on the verge of taking over the on-premise. We're still ahead on on on-premise from all the years we sold it, but cloud is starting to sell at a greater speed. Well, this whole thing certainly sounds like a burgeoning market and for good reason. Jerry Beeston of N4 WMS, thank you so much for giving us a snapshot of the world of WMS today, as well as a little bit about what Infor's role is in that as well. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was my conversation with Jerry Beeston of Infor talking about the state of warehouse and supply chain technology. We thank Infor for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain, and also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well, and see you next time. <laughs>